So real quick, we've got some, some new families here, and uh, we're a little bit of a, we're a different church. We're a little bit different. Anybody who knows me, coach baseball with me, knows I'm not all right. So uh, I'm, I'm an interesting breed. So every Friday night in Jewish households, they have what's called Erev Shabbat. And Erev Shabbat is to usher in the Sabbath. It's a meal. It's a family time. Uh, kind of like in the 50s when Sundays were the family day. You go to church and then you only stayed with your family in that time. The Jews do that on Friday night. And a part of what they do on Friday night is they put a blessing over the wife and over the children and they do a blessing of the bread and the wine and it's very symbolic and similar to what Jesus does at the Last Supper as well. And so um, obviously it's not Friday night, it's Saturday morning, but uh, we always bring out the prayer shawl and we invite the kids and we try to put a blessing on them and uh, every once in a while they are semi-close to doing the Lord's Prayer together. Um, today sounded like it was a little bit better, I mean, you know. Tighten it up a little bit, you know, like the old Presbyterian choir tightening up, like you're an alto here, there, okay? I don't have any old Presbyterians, I'm the only one? Okay, awesome. All right, well guys, today is our first ever baptism service. Not only am I excited as a pastor for the baptism service, but I'm excited as a father because today I get to baptize three of my own children. And so, um, I'm going to try to do this without crying, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's going to happen. Uh, it's funny, you don't cry for like 10 years and then all of a sudden you can't stop crying. So I guess that's the power of God inside your heart. But about a year ago, almost to the day, this church went through a massive transformation. It was a Saturday and the title of the sermon was God Wants a Mega Church. Now I know that seems a little little crazy considering the fact that there's probably 100 people in this room, 72 of them probably under the age of 12. Uh, but in the book of Acts, we see that there's four main key things that every New Testament community should have. And we started to go through those things. We started to practice those things. We started to put them into place in this church. Today, we're also going to look at the book of Acts but we're going to look at what Brent said yesterday. And for those of you who are getting baptized today, and I think some of them are in the back changing and stuff like that. Um, you know, Brent and Tanya are on their way to Israel. They'll be in Israel for three weeks. And so uh, he texted me this morning and just wanted to make sure that, you know, you guys understood how, uh, how sad he is that he's here missing this service. But he will be watching online um, whenever the jet lag is over. Uh, so last week, Brent laid out using Revelation, using Acts chapter 2, he laid out the cause for baptism. And today our text, before we go into the water, is Acts chapter 2, 38. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's important that we understand, especially the young people who are going in, you know, Landon and Lily and Jude and Eden and Norrin, before you go in today, who you are cannot be who you will be. And it shouldn't be who you will be. Because by going into the water today, you are repenting of the nature of this world. And you are making a public proclamation that Jesus Christ is now your Savior. With Jesus Christ as your Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach in the Hebrew, that means you will have the Holy Spirit imparted upon you by him and him alone. I cannot give you the Holy Spirit. No person can give you the Holy Spirit. If somebody tells you that they can baptize you and give you the Holy Spirit, they're lying to you. It's only Jesus. The scripture is emphatically clear. 
Jesus Christ is the only one who can pour out the Spirit upon mankind. That's it. And so today, as we go through the water, as we go through this time, this is a celebration. This is one of the greatest things that you can do in your life. It's, it's, it's not keeping the Sabbath. It's not eating kosher or clean or some of these other things that we do in our corner of Christianity. It's professing the repentance of your sins and acknowledging there's only one way to the Father. And that's through Jesus and through the cleansing of the water. Today, as we go through the water, we're going to symbolize, and I know every church does them differently. Honestly, I... I I really, really wanted, I saw on YouTube the former professional wrestler, pastor now, who like, like full-fledged dunk it in the tank, out, and when they come in and they weren't submerged enough, he like dives in again and he dunks them again. I really wanted to be that guy, but uh, I also was afraid I'd probably pull a hamstring doing it. So whether, whether you are dunked today or you go down on your own, before you do it, I want, want to give you a charge. And especially to the young people. Sarah, I know we've had these conversations, you and Cam, and, but I want to give the young people a charge. Now's the time to not do it if you have any doubts about whether Jesus is your Savior or not. This is not a ritual. This is not something that we do just for show. This is something that is life-altering. It is life-altering. It is greater to experience the presence of Jesus than anything in this world. I've been in the times where I've walked away from God. I've been in the times where I've been close to God. But never, ever have I forgotten the moment that I gave my life to Jesus and I was baptized. Never. You can take away my theology. You can take away everything else. But you can't take away Jesus. And so before you go into the water today, I want to talk you out of it. Not out of Jesus being your Savior. But I want to make sure you understand this is one of the greatest things you can do. This is better than a Lamborghini, Elias. This is better, this is better than hitting the game-winning home run, Jude. This is better than singing on stage with Dad, Eden. Nor this is better than having the greatest cheesecake. And Landon, this is better than whatever the greatest thing is you can think in your mind right now. This is the greatest thing that can happen to you is to make a public proclamation of Jesus as your salvation. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged because I come from a portion of Christianity that doesn't put an emphasis on this. And so it is an honor today at our first baptism service for me to be able to baptize you and to be a part of that. This is an honor. And just like I told you this morning, Landon, hey, you're a little nervous. Guess what? So am I too. So am I. I'm nervous too. Real quick before we get in, and I want to tell you guys my baptism experience as an adult. Because Brent last week went over the different types of baptisms that are there. You see, in Jerusalem, they had mikvahs. They had mikvah pools. And when you would go to the temple, there was ritual cleansing. You would do it on a regular basis. It was, you know, not to be weird, but that time of the month was over, you went to the pool and got cleansed. If something else happened, you touched a dead body, you had to wait a period of time, you went and you got cleansed. And so from the Jewish side of Christianity, a lot of times we see this as a ritual. We have to take a bath before the Lord. We have to get cleansed. We have to do something. Today, we don't have a single person who's doing a ritual baptism. Every person who I met with who's going into the water today is doing so because they have made Jesus their salvation. 
and they want to publicly proclaim, not only to this church, but to YouTube land and Facebook land and IG and all the other places, that Jesus is their salvation. Now I know, I know this is new for some of us. Some of us it's not. Some of us grew up in a church and they did all these things. Some of you guys grew up in places where they, they sprinkle with water and it was more regular. This is a celebration. This is literally one of the greatest things that can ever happen. And if you've been baptized and you remember the moment that you gave your life to Christ and you remember just how exciting that was, that's where each and every one of these people are at. And so today, when they go in the water and they come out of the water, there should not be one voice that isn't trumpeting a hallelujah, a praise God, a a something, a something. And I'm not asking you all to immediately become Pentecostal or anything like that, but there should be some excitement as a group of people for what's getting ready to happen. Because you could have been anywhere in the world today, and yet God chose you to be here. He chose you to be a part of their lives. He chose you to be a part of Alex's life. He chose you to be a part of Lily's life in this moment that is transformative. And so when they go into the water and they come out of the water today, I want to hear shouts. I want to hear shouts as if the Bengals had actually won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can be really happy that the Devils team won. Yes, the Chiefs did win. I should repent for that. I really should. Patrick Mahomes is not the devil. His brother is. So. And I repent for that one too. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh. God has fun. God enjoys things. God created all things. So if you have the ability to laugh, that means God doesn't have a problem with you laughing. So um, let's go ahead, guys. Some of you are already ready to go. Uh, Looking for Lily. Where's Lily? Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and start lining up over here. Guys, I I was over here yesterday getting this dunk tank ready to go. And, uh, I am super excited because the water is no longer freezing. You're welcome. Just remember, if it's not, if it's, if it's the perfect temperature for you, uh, you know, the Lord always likes free will offerings. So I'm just saying. Yep, Alex, you're going to be first. Um, also, uh, can I get the handheld mic? Go ahead, come on over here. Go ahead and stand up, guys. Let's get in line. Have Cam and, and Lauren come. Alex, go ahead, stand here, buddy. Awesome, thank you. I didn't really live in the days where you didn't have to have awkward pauses for everybody to make sure they had 4K 60 frames per second on their Android or their iPhone. Um, Some of you in this room were alive before there were cell phones and you just took it all in. So I'm going to let everybody of all spectrum, I am an equal opportunity person today. So get your phones out, get ready to go, get all that kind of stuff, but then also get your eyes focused in too, because you don't want to miss this because it was just on your iPhone. So you could send it to somebody later. So guys, this is Alex. 
Alex contacted us uh, a couple of months ago and said, hey, do you guys do baptisms? And I was like, not yet, but it's coming. Not yet, but it's coming. And honestly, I thought at that time, I said, there's no way Alex is coming. He wants to get baptized. This is his heart. He wants to do it now. But no, Alex has been coming for almost two months. He's been coming. He's been going through the series on the book of Revelation. Ooh. Well, we just joined with the heavenly host of angels with the glow. I really, really, really should have not used the sheen hairspray on the man bun today. But, um, man, I lost my train of thought. Uh, squirrel. And so Alex has come and he's put in the work and he's been here and he's gone through the series on Revelation and he's gone through all of the understanding of what it means to be baptized. And today, after almost two months of communicating from when you first reached out, um, here you are, getting ready to get baptized. Awesome. I don't need to, Mike. So why don't you share anything that's on your heart uh, with, the, with the congregation and then let's do this. Well, I got baptized in the spirit at the end of 2021, uh, got delivered from a lot of mental issues, drug addictions, uh, just all kinds of just nasty kind of reprobate behavior, honestly. And ever since then, uh, the spirit has been leading me to get, you know, immersed, baptized in water to just fulfill the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ and to, to really complete the process to publicly confess Jesus Christ, Yeshua, as my Savior. And I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm ready for you to be the first one, brother. Cam, will you hold that? Go ahead. Come on in here, ma'am. I actually uh, did not bring a change of clothes today, so let's just have fun with this. Dunk it. Dunk it. All right. Hey, Amazing. Alex, it is an honor to baptize you in the water. Oh. Hey, thank you. Hey, just, just like Jesus said, after the water immersion, the Spirit fell on Jesus in Mark chapter 1, and it led him to 40 days in the wilderness. Today, as you come out of the water... I'm praying not for 40 days in the wilderness, but I am praying that the Spirit of God will fall on you, brother. I love you. Congratulations. Come on, dude. Do you want to? You don't want to say anything? Okay. You don't have your cell phone in your pocket, do you? Okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm proud of you, and I love you, but most importantly, God loves you, and God will never fail you, even when I will, and so, it's true. Well, you want me to lie to my kid after he got baptized? The Spirit of God fell on Jesus when he came out of the water, and I pray that the Spirit of God will fall on you. I love you, buddy. Come on, baby girl. 
you were a surprise. I didn't expect you to be the one who said that you wanted to get baptized today. I, I expected Jude, I expected Eden, and I actually expected Hannah's reaction too. But I did not expect for you to want to get baptized. And so um, before you go in the water, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. I, you always listen to worship music and singing. And so today, before you go into that water and when you come out, I just want you to know that I'm proud of you and that Jesus loves you. Jesus came out of the water when John baptized him, not your uncle John, John, John the Baptist, when he baptized him, the spirit fell upon him. May the spirit fall upon you, baby. I love you. Man, I love me some Mac Powell. You guys didn't know this, Mac Powell from Third Day? I've been listening to him since I was their age, so. <laughs> I love you, sweet. I'm excited for you. I've known you wanted to do this for a long time, so this is more like, okay, about time death, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love you. When Jesus came out of the water, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, fell upon him like a dove. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will fall on you the same way it fell on your Savior. Love you. Come on up, guys. Come on up, of course. You want to talk, Landon? You got anything you want to say? Okay, well, fan- thank you. That was very kind of you. <laughs> Let's let your dad get over here, too. When I got your email this week about you wanting to get baptized, like I like jumped off the page. I was so excited. And so I am so blessed that your family was brought here from California. I am so blessed that I get to do this with you. And uh, Landon, I, I just can't tell you how awesome it is that you would be willing to step out in a new church, step out and say, you know what? I don't care. I'm going into the water. Jesus is my salvation and it's ready. And it's time for me to do that. And so I'm so proud of you. I know your mom and dad are so proud of you. Let's go, buddy. Give your parents a hug first. Those are the best wet hugs right there. When Yeshua came out of the water after being immersed, the Spirit fell on him like a dove. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will now fall on you the same way it did on your Savior. Love you, buddy. Sorry, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, So I came here today to get baptized because I just got out of a two-year relationship, a toxic one if anything, and I have a beautiful baby boy. His name is Tyler. He's one years old, and I'm taking the commitment today to change my life just for me and my son to get better, and I'm willing to take the old and bad out of my life and replace it with the new. So, Amen.
right, so we find out in the scripture all the ways that God takes our identity and replaces it with His. Anytime the world would connect and try to condemn and tell us who we are, in this moment, when she comes out of the water, we're going to cheer and affirm who God says she is. Amen? Amen. As the pastor, I just, I want to say something about, about these two real quick. You can just stand in the water. It's not cold. So I've known Sarah since 2008, um, 2007 in the summer in Tennessee at the Crockett Tomlinson household. See, my memory is not as bad as I thought it was for 41 years old. And I have watched her grow up. She's been a part of the youth camp that Ephraim and I have been doing for years and years and years and years. And uh, honestly, I was a little worried about her for most of those years. Like when there's some, <laughs> the mother, when the mother-in-law is in on it, you know. And I was a little worried about her for some of the years. Like when you, there's always those kids at youth camp where you're like, hey, look, you got to keep an eye on these, on these people. And she was definitely one of them. And right, Ephraim knows. But I've watched the Lord not only bring her Cam, who is not my brother, even though we have some similar looks together, but brought, brought her Cam, but then also brought both of them to a position of leadership as deacons of this local church. And so it hasn't been easy. We haven't always made the right decisions, but uh, I'm super proud of you guys, and it is an honor today not being at a youth camp, watching that you get to baptize your wife. And so just blessings on both of you. Okay. It has been an absolute honor to be able to see the woman that you've become in God over the past decade. And I look forward to every step that comes from this, every adventure, every walk that we get to do together towards this new found passion for the Lord. Thank you so much for choosing this day to uh, proclaim in front of everybody in front of the church and knowing that this, this thing that we've chosen to do, this walk, is all worth it because of this action today. All right. Sit down. Yeah. I'm going to put the mic down. Okay. Yeah, don't get electrocuted. Hey, come up here real quick, guys. Go ahead, come up here. Let everybody get a good look at you. Come on. When we uh, decided to do our first baptism service, I wasn't really sure that anybody was ever going to like be a part of that. I didn't think it was going to happen. And uh, 
Not only is it an honor for us as, as pastors and deacons of this church to witness this for you guys, but as a father, it is, you know, an honor. And so uh, I'm super excited, guys. We've got seven. Seven is the number of the Lord. And so it couldn't have been any more perfect this week. Stand with me real quick. Let's just congratulate them that they are new creation. As you move forward, guys, from this moment on, literally this moment on, I pray that the Holy Spirit will just fall all over you guys. That the manifestations of the gifts and the Spirit of the Lord will be upon you. That you will grow into what you were created to be. Ephesians tells us that before you were even born, not the reborn, but before you were even born, that God put a specific talent and calling in each and every one of you. As your pastor, it is my job to help you figure that out so that you can walk in it and you would choose to walk in it. The power doesn't come from me. The power comes from your relationship with God and the Holy Spirit through Jesus' atoning blood. And so today and every day moving forward, my wife and I and this church are committed to you guys, committed to helping you find out exactly who and what the calling is in your life for the kingdom of God. You guys don't have a choice because you're my offspring, but they do. And so that's our charge publicly to you, is that this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. What God's going to do through you moving forward is going to be greater than anything you've ever experienced. But you have to focus in on him from this point forward. All right, I'm going to pray over you guys real quick, and then I'm going to let you guys go get like Alex. I'll dry it off and stop. My son pulls me aside. He goes, you lied. It was cold. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this group of people. I thank you, Lord, for their willingness to make a public proclamation that Jesus is their salvation. Lord, even in some of the hardest moments, I have witnessed your word to be true. And so, Lord, I ask that you would continue to keep your covenant with these people and pour out the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon them. That your spirit would live, seek, and move through their hearts, their minds, their lives. For those who are married, Lord, we ask that their marriages would be revolutionized. Their relationship with their children would be revolutionized. Lord, for those who are our parents, we ask that you would just absolutely transform their hearts with their children, Lord. That you would just give them a heart for their child and their child a heart for them. For those who are single, Lord, we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit in them that they would walk in the calling and that they would be prepared for the wonderful spouse that you would bring them in the future. But right now that they would just cling to you and your power and your glory. Lord, for the children, that they will not go wayward with the shortcomings of those who they see. That they would know that the church is imperfect, but Jesus is perfect. That they would know that their mom and dad's aren't perfect, but that Jesus is perfect. And they would continue to press in harder than ever before. 
that at everything they do, whether it's school or it's sports or it's music or it's, it's anything that they do, that they would put you first and foremost in all of those activities. And Lord, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon them. It's not a coincidence that we see the young people being revived by your spirit. It's because they don't have the dogmas and they don't have the doctrines and they don't have all the nonsense that we pick up as we get older. Lord, bless them and keep them and make your face shine upon them in this season. For it's in the name of Jesus we come before you. Amen and amen. All right, go get dried off and go get warm. All right, we're going to sing another song before we close out today. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Yeah. There's joy in the house of the Lord. And we won't be quiet. We're going to shout out our praise. There's joy.